2781 21st Street. Happy Hour, Mutiny Radio. .fm. Here. And it just gets shorter. I wish I had a quarter for all my people they slaughter. Last year alone in the dead zone. Walk straight, but don't walk late. Cause I'm coming with a hate. Alright, kids. It's six o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy on the radio streaming live. And tonight we have a full list, but we have an incredibly exciting opener because Edna in a bottle is back. Some of you know Edna in a Bottle from the past. This is a sketch comedy show that's at Piano Fight. Sadly, Piano Fight is dying. So it's the Farewell Piano Fight, Edna in a Bottle, March of Opposites cast here. Right now, joining us to open the happy hour. Put your hands together, everybody, for the cast of Edna in a Bottle. Well, to tell you the truth, there's just two of us. There's half of us here today. My name is Fenner Merlick. And we're here to share a bit of the show. We have a beautiful commercial that will be interspersed, and you'll see more if you come on the 16th and 17th of March. Get your tickets in advance. We aim to sell out. So, introducing transient tattoos. Tattoos that fade so you regret nothing. Transient tattoos are made with sketch, state-of-the-art etch-a-sketch technology with ink that fades with the sands of time. Want to show your wife that you love her? Uh, I sure do. Get her name tattooed on your favorite body part or hers, but let it fade over time just like your love for her. Oh, 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 my love isn't fading. In fact... It's growing. And don't worry, transient tattoos cost just as much, take just as long, and include all the pain of a real tattoo so you don't look like a fool at the tattoo parlor. Hey, you're not one of those tattoo sissies getting a fake one, are you? Me? No, no, no way. I wouldn't pay $1,200 for, for something that fades. I'm glad we agree. I'm also a body art enthusiast. Ugh. Um, what about me? I want to look hard and join a gang, but I don't want to be unemployable after. That's doable! With transient tattoos, you can tattoo your whole face! And it will fade in six to nine months, maybe. That's what's up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I also need some clean pee. Do you know where I can get some clean pee? Uh... No, transient tattoos, the impromptu Las Vegas wedding for your body, annulment included. <laughs> uh, uh, ooh, oh, gosh, ah, that hurts. All the pain, none of the lasting effects, tattoos that fade so you regret nothing. Buy them today! That's just one of the sketches. Our show's, what, 90 minutes? The show is at least 90 minutes at long. At least 90 minutes. See if we can sneak out a few extra minutes. We'll squeeze out as many moments as we can on that beautiful stage before they close the doors <sighs> and take one of our favorite venues in the whole S- Bay Area seriously. away. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a really great time. And um, I don't know, for any of you who don't know who Edna is, she is a prolific comedy writer, drag performer, and 
producer of amazing events. She's been doing Edna in a Bottle for over five years now, even if you don't count the pandemic. And each time she brings in a group of (laughs) talented uh, other comedians and actors from across the Bay to help create and mold a bunch of different pieces together. And so we're all acting in pretty much all of the scenes. Right. We all work together to create the content and to, to mold it to your liking. Pre-pandemic, Edna and Bottle was monthly, and it was always Edna and then three guest performers slash uh, writers. Mm. And uh, this will be the last uh, one for now. For, for now. now. For now. But, uh, I don't know. I don't actually have a butt to talk about. I mean, I have a butt. I have a really nice butt. Um, Art will survive. But, <laughs> but we will survive. Art will survive. And uh, get your tickets in advance for March 16th and 17th at Piano Fight. The show starts at 8 p.m. like most shows do. And we'll party all night long afterwards. So yep. check us out. Pianofight.com, then click events, then you'll see us on the calendar. 16th and 17th of March. Edna in a bottle. Yay! 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 Thanks for having us. Yay! Yay! Edna in a bottle is amazing. I had the opportunity to do it in January of 2020 before the pandemic happened. It was like the last one before the pandemic. And it was so much fun. And so amazing to do sketch comedy and it's such a great show so get your tickets now for piano fight eight o'clock the 16th and 17th for edna in a bottle everybody clap your hands Yay! and contact edna honestly if you can be a part of edna in a bottle it's fucking amazing it like it's kind of life-changing for me all right it was and then the pandemic happened and i was like ah what happened uh your next comedian I'm so excited that he's here. What a joy and a wonderment. Clap your hands together for Jared Senna. Give it up for Pam and her ribs. And her confusing mic stand situation. Okay, all right, all right. How are we doing, guys? Come in, sit down, sit down. Yes, make yourself at home. You too, bro, how are you doing? Great. Me too. You guys know each other? You guys, uh, you guys dating? No? Just friends? Oh, Air Force. That, that's usually, yeah, Air Force veterans. Give it up for them. Oh. You know, usually that's how it starts. You're, you're like Air Force veterans at first, and then you guys start dating. That, that's, how I met my, that's how I met my girlfriend. We were, we were in the Air Force. She was also gay. Yeah, and then and then we, and we started dating, and I also found out I'm a bottom. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Give it up for them. All right, all right, all right. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I'm feeling uh, kind of bad. Uh, someone uh, someone commented under one of my posts. I look like both Harold and Kumar. It's called being Filipino, asshole. Um, can I be vulnerable with you guys? All right. I recently just put my finger in my ass. Oh, yes, on purpose. All right, I heard that the G-spot was there, so I got curious. And I got to say, I hated it. I re- it was a really horrible experience, uh, not because it was, like, painful or uncomfortable. What I really didn't like was finding out how much I liked it. Now I have so many questions about myself, you know? You know? You know? You know, you know, what, I, you know what it really is? You know what the male G-spot is? It's really just the nerve. 
It's kind of like the nerve in your kneecap, but instead of like kicking your feet in the air, uh, it reflexively uh, makes you rethink everything about yourself. I don't know. All right, this joke isn't working, but we're gonna we're gonna get it to work. I'm gonna come at every open mic with finger and my ass jokes. All right, uh, that's 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 the kind of vibe I'm going for. All right, all right. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, I started doing comedy because I was actually got heartbroken. Uh, someone that I was in love with uh, uh, rejected me. I I asked her, hey, I have two extra tickets to Universal. You wanna come? And she said, oh yeah, I would love to go uh, with my new boyfriend. Yeah, that sucks. The worst part about it is that if there's anything I know about my brother, it's that he hates theme parks. Uh, it's even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not my brother's girlfriend. It's actually his wife. I just say girlfriend just so I can make it even make it even better. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know. I don't know. I recently got into a car accident. Uh, yeah, yeah, it sucks. Someone on my right, uh, col- uh, I collided with, so- uh, me and someone on my right, we collided with each other as I was driving down the, the one freeway. Uh, luckily for me, my car is okay, but the cyclist never made it. All right, that sucks. All right. <laughs> it sucks. All right, all right. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's hard, right? How's your show going? Great? Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was so fucking confused why two why you two were up here. I was like, what the fuck is gonna go on? I was like I don't know. Right, let's give it up for Pam, everybody. Keep your hands clapping for Jared Senna. He's gotta run out to Oakland for another show. That's amazing. Getting booked all over town. It's exciting. Uh, hey, your next comedian isn't here, so we're gonna plug right into the uh, right into that that list that I was telling you about. Are you ready to go up next? You want Margo to go up next? You can go. Hey, it's his first time here. I'm excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Viet. Yay! Second time here, but uh. I'll take it. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, hey, uh, so I heard an interesting opinion the other day. Uh, some guy says, I want my kids to be ugly so they don't keep in character. And I'm not gonna lie, he's going. You know? <laughs> um, uh, it, when my kids come out, I kinda wanna hit them with the ugly ray, just like a little bit. Uh, <laughs> not too much where like, I gotta like, get a bag, you know, but every time I see them, but like enough so that it starts the character. Uh, uh, like that way, my son in college, he's not gonna be the only thing he's gonna be hitting is looks, <laughs> no girls, and uh, my daughter, uh, no free drinks at the bar, okay? Focus on passing it, okay? No time for boys. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm 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 thinking about turning like my little toads into like the Stephen Hawking 2.0, you know? Uh, <laughs> they uh, like, but I, I would I would treat my kids with equality. Toxically project my ambitions onto them with fairness. There is a, I would like to go through like a really dumb training montage with them where, you know, like they're running up the stairs and I'm like holding up a textbook. And, uh, you know, there's a scene where we're both sleeping and, uh, you know, they, they just couldn't make it through the study night. Uh, 
But yes, uh, I agree. But now there, I think it's a popular opinion to like not want to have kids. Uh, <laughs> how, how many people here are are planning to be parents? Okay, that's what, probably what I expected. <laughs> uh, how many people are unplanned parents? D just kidding, don't answer that question. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, uh, I was watching a, a video with my friend the other day. It was like 20 minutes long. It's like, do I want to have kids? We both looked at each other and we're like, that's a long way to say no. <laughs> you know? And I get it, because like, kids are, it, they, they poop, they cry scream, run around, um, really just bring the vibe of a party down, you know? <laughs> I'd ask little Timmy for a shot, but uh, I know that guy's just going to bitch out, you know? So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, but, you know, part of me is, like, thinking. I can't help but, like, want to have them out there because I need to, like, gamble if they're going to be the next, like, Elon Musk or Harry Styles, right? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> uh it, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like an accepted form of gambling, you know, uh, <laughs> like just like doing it in the stocks. Except this time, the stakes are half my income in 18 years. You know? <laughs> so, I risk high reward. <laughs> and, and I think I want to like pump out like 20 of them, you know, uh, <laughs> just like increase my odds, you know, different areas, different states, see how they adapt to different environments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, I feel like that's also the case for like the ladies that I've met in my life too. They were always like, you know, very busy uh, working on their career, you know, traveling the world, looking for coke in the bathroom, you know. <laughs> There's no time for kids, you know. <laughs> oh. uh, and so, you know, I think I, the last thing I wanted to get in my mind was, you know, I would I would look back. My ancestors they fought jungle panthers. They were through war and hardship, and they thought that I wasn't going to contribute to the tribe because I was too busy watching a video essay on why Kung Fu Panda is a masterpiece. <laughs> anyway, the point I'm trying to get here is uh, it is a masterpiece, and my kids will be the Dragon Warriors. Thank you all. Keep your hands clapping for Viet. It's true. Kung Fu Panda is a masterpiece, and... And Elon Musk and Harry Styles both have great hair. That's the only thing they have in common besides money. Your next comedian, what a joy and a wonder wonderment that he's graced us tonight. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Hey, that's the right one, right? This is the right, okay. Hey, well, thank you for those kind words, Pam. Um, what's going on, everybody? Um, I, uh, my dad is, uh, is not vaccinated, not the COVID <laughs> vaccine. Yeah, make some noise if you've also had the movie Plandemic emailed to you 16 times, huh? Yeah, thank you, thank you, my people. Um, yeah, lately he's been cataloging the problems of people who have been vaccinated, and not even illnesses, just problems, you know? Just like, Kathy got divorced, shouldn't have got vaccinated. It's like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense, man. It's like, wasn't Pfizer fucked her behind that Arby's, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It was Daryl, the assistant manager. Yeah, she shoots high. You know what I'm saying? She got the meats. Anyway, uh, yeah, it is gross. It was, yeah, she's my aunt. I didn't want to hear that story. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, my dad is an idiot, but, um, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, my mom is, like, on the other side. She's almost, like, too supportive. 
You know, she's like, I was telling her about doing a show for three people at a strip club. And she's like, look at you following your dreams. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, this fucking sucked. It's horrible. And I feel like she'd be happy no matter what. I, I could shoot heroin. She'd be like, my baby always finds the vein. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, raise your standards, lady. If I was a child molester, she'd be like, he only gets the hot ones, you know. All right, too dark. Got it. <laughs> Too far. Fuck it. Um, let's see what else. I got some other new shit I wanted to work on. Uh, yeah. Do you? Uh, I don't know. Anybody uh, have a bumper sticker on their car? Yeah. Hey, good for you. You know. I feel like bumper sticker. What on your what? Car. <laughs> good point. It's San Francisco. I feel like bumper stickers say a lot about a person. Like uh, I don't care about the resale value of this car. I'm not gonna sell it. Um, yeah. That's one dumb idea. Let's see what else was there. Um, fuck, I had some more shit. Oh, yeah. Um, I, uh, I have dated a lot of really toxic, horrible people in my life. I had an ex-girl. Why are we wooing for that? <laughs> what? All right. I guess. Yeah, that, that's true. Actually, that is the sex was crazy. Um, no, like I had an ex-girlfriend who uh, hacked my laptop after we broke up and then like climbed a fire escape to threaten me with violence. Yeah, I, that shit had, she was fucking crazy. Uh, but now I'm in like a, a really positive relationship with someone who's like supportive and friendly and really nice. And I wish she wasn't, you know, just not as much. Do you know what I mean? Like, can I, can I get a little bit of toxicity? She hasn't looked at my phone even once. That's crazy. That's, <laughs> that's the fucking insane thing. I, she's going to murder me one day. I think you can't bottle it up for that long, you know? Um, let's see, let's go back to my dad. Uh, when I moved here, he wasn't very supportive. Thank you. Um, yeah, he, that's the noise he made. No, uh, <laughs> no, he was like, uh, you moved to San Francisco, you're gonna start wearing a dress and calling yourself Chelsea. I was like, that's so dumb, because I would just stay Kelly, obviously. <laughs> I, have, I already have the name. <laughs> Who needs paperwork, you know? Yeah, he, his argument, he's like, if we let them be trans, next thing they're gonna want to be animals. And I was like, "Fuck, who cares? What? I, I'm I'm fine with that. Have you seen furries? It's kind of hot, actually. You know, anybody else? Lola Bunny? Nobody watched that. <laughs> Space Jam? Was that not oversex? All right, well, never mind. All right, that's all the time I have. Thank you very much. You keep her. She keep Kelly her. Evans, everyone. That was fantastic. He has a bunch of shows. You guys should check out every Tuesday. Se Wine Bar. And then he has some things in Oakland, and he's amazing. Clap your hands again for Kelly Evans. Yeah, I'm laying in the hospital. Yay, we're so happy every time is here. Your next comedian, he's been chilling out here. He's eating ribs. He's feeling good. I'm, I'm bummed that you didn't bring pillow or pup cake or popcorn. I don't know what your dog's name is, but it's super cute. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dominimium Sims. Yes, action speaks louder. Let's get tunes. Let's get tunes. Yeah, so Pam and I, we've known each other for some years. He doesn't know my name. Dominum, you know, just <laughs> made, that, made that shit up, like, really. Uh, no, it's Dominion, but you can call me Dom. He knows my dog. It's Bunny. You know, uh, what not. Uh, Bunny. Yeah, Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so... I was watching, I was listening to uh, Staying Alive the other day, 
which is like the most highest album sold for soundtracks ever, which is an impressive because it is a really good freaking soundtrack. It's a really good movie. Uh, what's the movie called? Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever. So the video is uh, the three brothers, the, the Bee Gees, walking through South Bronx uh, with perms and, uh, yeah, gold necklaces and open uh, chest jumpsuits. They wouldn't be staying alive for fucking long in the <laughs> 1970s, like, what so fucking ever. Like, the cops wouldn't even come. The dogs would fucking end up eating them fucking raw. You know, back in the 70s in the Southern Bronx is some pretty raw shit. Uh, so on the way over here, uh, I almost was robbed. Someone said, give me your shit. I laughed in their face. I said, I'm a stand-up comic going over there to eat free food and do some shit. I'm actually paying to go up. So I pulled down my pants and took a crap. He said, okay, I see you. <laughs> so I got on the bus and goddamn that bus driver was driving at like 75 miles an hour up 16th street went up that hill like it was a fucking bat out of hell that transmission was really working that day it was really cool so I was just telling you what would happen on the way over here so um, I live in the East Bay I always look across the water I go to the beach and I look at San Francisco and uh, you know I'm always thinking to myself what the fuck do they do with the Salesforce Tower why the fuck would they do that you know, it's like the design team got together, brainstorming, coming up with ideas that's going to embody the new San Francisco. And the person who's leading the way is like, all right, guys, you know, what can we do to really represent San Francisco? And was like, <laughs> <laughs> now look, now look. Yeah. Um, you know, what they should have did was take build two globe buildings right next to each other and just put it at the base of the tower right over there, you know what I mean? Give the building some balls because I think it's like missing a little something. Um, and what's gonna be cool though is when the earth, earth, next earthquake takes place, uh, it will end up turning into the world's largest vibrator. So that's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, you're gonna feel that shit rubbling up and down the street. And uh, speaking of uh, large vibrators, I think the Salesforce tower would actually make a good replica for a dildo uh, because of the size, the shape, Right, it's ribs for your pleasure, you know. And then, like, you buy that, you can go ahead and get the uh, Coit Tower butt plug, fifty percent off while supplies so while supplies last. You know what I mean? Thank you very much. Yeah, going around fucking the whole city. I know. So <laughs> that that is some people's goal, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Real life goals and shit like that. You know, do it, do it big, real big. And this is true. The architect he died at ninety-two years old. He built it at eighty-nine years old. You know, he's a busy fucking dude. His suits were beautiful, made a lot of shit around the world, you know, did a really cool thing. And he said that he wanted something that's big, <laughs> this real. I wanted something big and polite. Yeah, right? It sounds like you're going to a dildo shop for the very first time, <laughs> like, ever and shit like that. So, all right, well, tonight, the first half was a little improv, too. Real shit on the way over here. And then uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed my jokes. Yeah, have a good night. Go Muni. <laughs> for Tom Sims. That was beautiful observational comedy. It really is like a huge vibrating dildo ribbed for her pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, have a great night, Kelly. Yay. All right. Your next comedian is one of my favorite people in San Francisco, not just in comedy. He's just a wonderful person. He also runs a show the first Tuesdays of the month. So that's this coming Tuesday at Silver Cloud. And you should go. It's free and it's always a great time. Clap your hands together for Josh Katsky. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Dominimanima. Did your parents just get like super into Will Smith albums? And they're like, we loved Millennium. 
coming up. Dominum and I'm uh, uh, I'm glad to be here. I spent most of my day trimming my beard. Uh, I spent like five minutes trimming my beard and then eight hours trying to clean the hair from the sink. I've tried everything. I tried swirling it around the sink. I tried going straight down. Nothing worked. So now I'm just calling it a decoration. Uh, some people have bearskin rugs. I've got a Jew hair sink. They're, they're very popular. They're very chic. They're getting big in New York. They truly are. Uh, I have a girlfriend. She's away for the month. She's traveling. So she's been gone for three days. So I have jerked off four times today. Uh, <laughs> it's been a great day. My girlfriend is Asian. Uh, I should probably ask her what country. Uh, isn't that crazy that we use the term Asian? Like Mexicans are from Mexico, Canadians are from Canada, Asians are from that half. Like we just decided, like what racist prick was just like, I don't wanna learn all the countries. They, they look enough alike. We're just gonna keep it all together. I don't know. I'll take one laugh from one white person. That counts. <laughs> uh, she is. Uh, I'm. I'm. We're in an interracial couple. I guess she's Asian and I'm. I don't, are Jews white? Like yeah. I don't. Are we what? I don't know. I feel like we're in a very weird middle ground. We're like I will never be a diversity hire or a white supremacist. <laughs> like I've applied to so many jobs and the KKK does not want me. Um, try some there, um, but no, it, uh, it's, it's a very, uh, it's a very weird people. When you date someone of a different race, people will often ask you if that race is your type, if you have a thing for that race, which is a very degrading question to just imply that you choose the person you love like you choose a phone case. It's like, do you have it in black? Uh, I don't need the product details, okay? As long as it's the right color. It's actually a bad example because my phone case was also made in China. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, is where it does kind of like, like it's super mean to her, but it kind of makes me feel good because like when someone asks me if like I have a thing for Asians and I have an Asian girlfriend, like I feel like in their heads they're like, this guy got his pick. No, like, like I'm just at a buffet and I'm just like, I tried Mexican last night. I didn't want. I tried Cuban. I'm gonna go for Asian. The rest of you can just back off. I don't know. That's not what I'm fucking. The person who's willing to fuck me. That's kind of how this relationship is going. I do love her, but that's how it started. Um. All right. <laughs> um. What else were we gonna do on that one? Um, all right, fuck that. We're gonna do something else. I love the weather. Uh, I hate cold weather, but I do like saying that it's nippy. That's that's fun for me. Yeah, we're changing gears. It's the only weather that you can describe by how firm it makes your body parts. You can just be like, uh, so how nippy is it? About 40. What do you think? Maybe 35 with wind chill? Uh, I've never seen that with anything else. I've seen weathermen use the word nippy. I've never seen them use any other word like that. Like, I've never seen a weatherman be like, it is a gorgeous summer day, 95 degrees and saggy. 
That is right. <laughs> Boobs, butt, and balls, they're all going to be hanging low today. Have a good one. Thanks for your time, guys. <laughs> Sagging balls. I love it when people talk about scrotum. Uh, your next comedian might do that too. Put your hands together for Brady Pierce. I'm used to that. I really am. Two two mics in front of me. I can do any, anything I want. First of all, hi, take a picture, send a donation to Pam. <laughs> If you haven't done it yet. Well, you did. You're the man. Let's talk about that. Since we're here and talking, there are a lot of men here tonight, aren't there? Kind of my ultimate dream. A lot of men <laughs> trapped behind a door in a fire escape. <laughs> Sounds like Friday night for me. Okay. <laughs> Pretty average. So, guys, now, I, I don't know if you can tell, but um, <laughs> you can tell I, I am a homosexual, right? Is there anything going on? I mean, besides the nail and the beauty, right? And one of the things that I'm trying to learn, you know, having been trapped in the pink bubble all my life, is trying to reach out and maybe around to my straight brethren. So I just want to talk about some things with you guys since I have you here tonight. So let's talk about cocksucking for a quick second. <laughs> I keep wondering, you know, in all the films, I mean, I'm 50-odd, I look gorgeous, and you can't believe it. But all the time... That's just some applause. We can do. Okay. So I think that, like, guys, you know, you fucking cocksucker. You goddamn. What's wrong with sucking cock, right? Anybody, any guy have a problem with, with, with getting their cock sucked? Any guy here? Okay, right. So we like it, right, guys? We like it. It's pretty cool, right? Is there a single guy here with their eyes closed that would, would, would say, please stop sucking my cock? I'm not wrong, am I? I mean, and like th that's what glory holes are for, am I right? Do you really care, guys? Do we really care? Like you, you just be like, okay, fine. Oh yeah, that, that feels okay. Yeah. I'm just checking. And if it's such a bad thing, like now, guys, this is a real question. How many of you have tried to suck your own dick? Thought about it. Thought about it. Thought about it. At least thought about it. You've bent. Did you hurt your back that one time when you were 13 like me? <laughs> Probably did, right? So why are you so hard on it? <laughs> There's something to be celebrated in cocksucking. My mother said, do what's your best at. She was always very proud of me for my development skills. And I did a lot with those skills. I mean, I traveled and I thought, I've been doing this a long time. And it's inevitable with any long travel, you start thinking, God, what have I done with my life? Have I really done? And I think, God, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Kind of an existential question, don't you, Pam? <laughs> how many miles? Let's see. God, for, let's see the average cock here, what, six? Okay, I'm being generous. I'm trying to give you a, well, a hand here. Okay, one up, one down, that's a foot, right? 4,580 feet, that's a mile, 26, I keep going, 108,000 feet, that's 26 miles, which is a marathon, which explains my last weekend. Shit, if it's really every mile I've ever sucked, I'd be in Beijing by now, back in twice, four times. 
you know, I want to thank you for being such a beautiful room. And I feel so close to you now that I want to share with you a vision of a musical that never was, but could have been, called Little Orphan Fanny. And it goes a little something like this. Your son will come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cup. He'll be gay and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin and grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom tomorrow. It's only a gay away. Thank you. I'm Brady. Thank you, Pam. Fucking Brady Pearson. Fucking yum. And he's gonna, one time he'll open with, it's a hard cock life. Are we all okay? What happened? Is the dog okay? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I know there's a dog in here too. It's like, ah, it's a hard cock life for us. I love you, Brady. That was lovely today. You had a great set. Your next comedian, new to the room, super excited. Put your hands together for Michael Thurman. Hey, hey. does this one work? Does this one work? Oh, okay. It's better? Okay, awesome. How's it going, everybody? Happy Friday. Uh, my name is Michael. I am an arborist. I work as an arborist, which is a tree person uh, or someone who cares for trees or as my hippie grandmother lovingly refers to me as a tree shaman. Mm -hmm. So, for a small fee, I shall journey to your house. I will greet you and your sick tree with an open heart chakra. I will take mud from the earth, smear it upon my head, my face, my body. I shall brew and consume the sacred medicine known as ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. And then I will commence my ritual dance as I commune with your tree's spirit. And um, your tree shall be miraculously healed. Yeah, yeah you're, you're welcome. I take check or zell payment for that. Um, also, prefer, per, as part of my job, I prune trees, shrubs, branches, and hedges. I used to tell women on dates that I was a branch manager of a hedge fund. Kind of worked until they saw my uh, beat-up Toyota Tundra I haven't washed in three years. Oh, I'm confused. I thought she worked in finance. <laughs> Baby, I got assets under management all over the city, all right? My money grows on trees. It grows on trees. Specifically, uh, Mrs. Spencer's Podocarpus trees. You know what, you guys? Mrs. Spencer, she's a really nice lady. Really nice. And she's loaded. Her rich husband died. Um, <laughs> where are my Mexicanos at? 
Yeah, any Mexicanos in the room? No? Damn, the mission is really gentrified. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can tell by looking at me, but um, I'm actually white as fuck. Um, however, I am in with the Mexicans, man. I'm in with them. And I'll tell you why. I was the only gringo working on the tree crew. Yeah, they used to call me uh, Primo Gringo Wango Fresa, which means white cousin with a loose butthole, strawberry. Man, I worked really hard with those guys. Um, I would just, they would just be like, hey, Gringo Primo Wango Fresa, bajale la, la ras, ramitas pinches way. I busted my ass working with those guys, literally. Ah. Yeah. And, you know, but at the end of the day, we all uh, ate strawberries together. Con mi familia. Thank you very much. My name is Michael. Yay, Michael. Hooray. Me entiendo más que me habla. Your next comedian, oh, what a joy and a wonderment. She is uh, our Mutiny Radio social media director. Amazing and incredible, but also very funny. Put your hands together for Emily Rudolph. Yay! Who do you think you are? Thanks, everybody. Uh, keep it. Everybody clap for Pam. I got high before this. So I'm going to try some new stuff, so we're going to see how this goes. Um, <laughs> some of it you've heard before, though. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys this one again. Who here in the room tonight likes true crime? <laughs> Pam. Um, I really like true crime. So last year for the holidays, I actually decorated uh, for Christmas while watching the Jeffrey Dahmer special. <laughs> Nobody thinks that's funny. That's fine. But uh, the reason I tell you that is because lately what I've been doing is I've actually been falling asleep while watching old episodes of To Catch a Predator on YouTube. Um, and so what that's done is now sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night in a sweat thinking that there's a man in my house only to realize that I'm still alone. <laughs> Dating as a tall woman uh, can be hard, you know? It's like that sometimes. I remember in college, I decided uh, once to, to go ahead and make a move on this guy. Um, I was at a party, I was a little drunk, and I'd been cyber-stalking him for a while at this point. I mean, we'd met like a couple of times, but you know, not, not enough for him to really know what was about to happen. And so drunk me decided in this moment um, to, to make my move, and, and when he rejected me, I just yelled, why? And uh, he replied, you're too tall, and then ran into a different room. And that is unfortunately a true story. Uh, <laughs> being tall also has its, advan its advantages as a woman, though, right? So I can, like, shop for shoes in the men's department. Um, guys can't look down my shirt. There's, like, a 95% chance that I'm taller than a potential attacker. But I'm also just slightly too tall to make eye contact during a blowjob. Like, I have to really get under <laughs> it, just like, you know. So, <laughs> um, a little bit more about me. Uh, me and my sisters were actually gifted our first vibrators from our grandmother. Wow. Um, when my grandma gave me mine, she pulled it out of the pantry because that's where she keeps her snacks. That's stupid, but I like it. <laughs> uh, all three of us were born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. 
which means that we have a Fox News dad. Like uh, I was, I was uh, pulling out his truck once, and as soon as I turned the truck on, Tucker Carlson was blaring, screaming about how abortion caused COVID. Um, <laughs> and what having a Fox News dad means is that he just says ridiculous shit to us all the time. Like uh, when I was really young, we would go on vacation every summer to Southern California. And uh, we were packing up the car one year, getting ready to leave. And I told my dad, man, I love it here. The beach, the sound of the ocean. I don't want to go home. And he's a big guy. He's pretty scary. Six, seven, 300 pounds, no expression on his face. And my dad just looks back at me and goes, stay then. You can sell your body to survive. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. <laughs> so now I sell feet pics on OnlyFans and I'm giving comedy a try. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, unfortunately, I don't sell feet pics, but I am a marketing manager. And what that means is that I have the Shopify app on my phone. And so sometimes I'll be visiting my family and we'll be like in the grocery store or in the Starbucks line or something like that. And uh, sh the Shopify app will go off and it, my phone just goes cha-ching. And I've started yelling, OnlyFans! <laughs> and um, my family really loves it. So thank you guys. That's all I got for you. Have a good night. Yay! Emily Rudolph! That was lovely. You're so tall, so pretty. You're way too good looking to be a comedian. Uh, hey, we're moving on. Number nine here is a waitlist person, so we're going to the waitlist. Clap your hands together for Margo. And your friend. Thanks, you guys. Just hang on. Just hang on. Hi, guys. Thanks. It's so nice to be here. It's my first time. So I'm really excited. Thanks for Pam. Let's give it up for Pam. Okay. So basically, I'm here to work out a couple of new things that I wanted to talk to you about. And it's basically that I like to pretend. Am I one of the only adults in the, well that I know of that still likes to pretend? I mean, I like to pretend that everything I say is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like to pretend that random strangers give a shit about what I have to say. Like, and I do it on purpose. I'll like, at an intersection, I'll have eye contact and say, do you believe I just did that again? And if they're dumb enough, they'll say, what, what? <laughs> well, None of your business. That's getting a little familiar, isn't it? <laughs> Run the other way. Where's that horn? No, I really like to pretend uh, I have money at the grocery store. <laughs> That's really fun. And it's like I search every pocket. I'll empty out my purse, the contents of my wallet. And uh, it's like, oh, no, I've, I know I've got it somewhere. I know I've got it somewhere. But if I take just long enough, the guy in the end of the line pays for everything. <laughs> Or I pretend he does. <laughs> no, I like to pretend I'll pick up your tab when we go out. That's always fun. No, I actually like to pretend I'm on a date from hell. When I'm not like I run up to into the bathroom or up to the bartender and I'm like, Oh my god, save me. I'm on a date from hell. <laughs> and like they're sympathetic, they give you a shot, you know. And here it's like I'm with my girlfriends. I'm like, no, I'm here a date from hell. So, um, that's like hours of fun for me. <laughs> no, don't. I like to pretend you don't have to pee.
I like to pretend I can read my writing. Yeah, like my comedy just writes itself. It's just a shame I can't ever read what it says. No, I like to be fan. I like to pretend I'm a perfect date, but uh, being an asshole keeps getting in the way. <laughs> That's my so I like to pretend that I have friends that aren't invisible. No, I definitely like to pretend I have a maid because I just keep dropping shit all around the house. That's really fun. I really like to pretend that I have uh, something funny to say. No, I, li I really like to pretend I make sense. Or, uh, I like to pretend I'm meeting somebody at happy hour. Like I'll just sit there alone and I'll like check my watch and be like, <sighs> like where is this person? And they're like not really coming at all. <laughs> that, that works at happy hour and at other times of the day. No, I really like to pretend that um, when I call in sick to work, I like to pretend that I can tell the truth about why I called in sick. Like, it's like, well, I just had sex with a random stranger, and oh my gosh, it's like my hair is matted to my head, and I'm soaking wet, and I'm going to walk funny, so I can't make it back into work. And it's like Sally says, but wait, you have that presentation with the boss at 2 o'clock. It's like Sally's my imaginary friend, uh, my imaginary secretary's name. So I said, oh my God, I have a presentation at two. What's the boss going to say? Hold on a minute. Let me ask him. Hon, do you care if I make it in again to do a presentation at two? <laughs> Actually, I like to pretend I have a job. So thanks for having me tonight, everybody. Yay! Yay, Margo McNutty and her dog, too. Go see Margot every Tuesday. Uh, sign up at 8 o'clock. Starts at 8.30 at May's Oyster House. Uh, she's lovely and wonderful. Clap your hands again together for Margot. Yay! Yay! All right. I'm really excited for your next comedian. Uh, he's new on the scene, and he's way too good looking to be a comedian. Clap your hands together for Harvey, not Weinstein. I can't. It's something like Wallstein Vaughn or something. Yay, Harvey, yay! Thanks, Pam. Um, so I'm not religious, unless I'm like really horny. Let me explain. Lately I've been prioritizing getting funny screenshots on dating apps over trying to get a date with a woman. The last girl's profile said, I'll fall in love with you if you dance with me under the stars. Okay. I'm going to hit the quam. Uh, she didn't like that one. Uh, I was trying to relate. She was black. Um, didn't work. Next time I'll go for the whip. Ooh. Thank you for your <laughs> service, ma'am. That leaves me in the uncomfortable position of having to make a deal with God. Uh, so this girl will still like me. Very similar to how I feel right now. Um, <laughs> When I send like a text like this, I'll usually drop my phone and put it in another room. Um, because in my head, if I don't know she's replied, then God still has a chance to intervene. It's an expansion of Schrodinger's cat that I call Schrodinger's pussy. Um, do we all know Schrodinger's cat? It's like a thought experiment where if you leave a cat in a room with something that might kill the cat, uh, the cat 
enters a superposition, doggy, I guess, and uh, the cat isn't alive or dead until you open the door and find out. Uh, Schrodinger's pussy states that if I leave my phone alone in a room with a text message that might kill my chances with this girl, then I haven't been rejected yet, and God still has a chance to get to her. If I send something really stupid, um, if I send something real stupid, then I'll just abandon the conversation and never read her reply. I've only had to do this once when I drunk texted my high school debate teacher about trauma. He's 70 and a man, so that was fun. Uh, the worst part of that isn't even that a seven-year-old man asked for a high school boy's phone number. I gave it to him willingly. Uh, he didn't have to master debate me into it. He was just, he was a nice old man, very regular. Uh, regular debater, hopefully a regular masturbator too. Gonna milk that prostate as you get older, stay healthy. Uh, what else we got? Oh yeah, the worst part of that is that my little brother goes to the same high school that I went to, and he's graduating in a couple months, and he wants me to go down there uh, to his graduation. So I'm really hoping when I open that door, that cat is fucking dead. Um, making deals with God is really hard because he doesn't really want anything except <laughs> your undying loyalty. And that's a big ask uh, if I'm just trying to get some gushy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, feel like I'm a, I feel like I'm a hot girl in high school, and God is like a little incel that does my homework sometimes. Like, we all know I'm not going to date him, but my homework still needs to get done. So I'll give him a little something every once in a while. I'll throw him a little prayer and he'll do what I need him to do, and then in the end, I'm never, I'm not gonna love him. Um, <laughs> in the end, God sends me to hell, and the little Ensel shoots up the school, and I think that's fair. Uh, cool, that was some new material for you guys, thanks. That's all I got. Yay, yay for Harvey. I love Schrodinger cat joke. I mean, I hate them because I don't understand why the cat has to be dead or alive. So every time I get a lottery ticket, Schrodinger's lottery ticket because it's both a winner and a loser before you scratch it. <laughs> Yay. So I wish in physics they'd teach the lottery ticket Schrodinger instead of the fucking dead cat shit. Why are we killing cats, friends? Your next comedian. What a lovely human being. Very funny. Put your hands together for Art Galustian. Put your hands together for the Russian-Mexican, Art Galustian! Yay! <laughs> it's funny, because I'm neither Russian nor Mexican. <laughs> so that's great. Hi. I don't know if you guys could tell just by looking at me, especially you, like, sitting at the angle right there, but I'm actually bald. You could tell? A little bit, yeah. And what's weird is that I'm the only bald person in my family, right? That means there was nobody there to teach me shit like how to shave your head, or that you're supposed to put sunscreen on top of your head, or that skinheads is not a support group for bald men. The fuck? I didn't know that. Guys, I work in tech, but I hate tech companies because they do a lot of fucked up shit, and then they try to mask it with a little sprinkle of like, look how like progressive we are, you know? Kind of fucked up. Like, you take Apple, for example. 
Apple used to use child labor in Asia to manufacture their iPhones. Fucked up. But then they made their phones more inclusive and representative because now when we use our emojis, we get to choose our skin tones. How neat is that, huh? But I kind of liked it better when all the emojis were just yellow. You remember that? When all the emojis were just yellow. I liked it because in this weird digital texting world, we're all the same color as the kids who made the iPhones. I thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> I've, been, I've been really upset about emojis because I think we have too many fucking emojis. There are over 3,000 emojis, you know? Like, there's an emoji for a black square inside a white square and a white square inside a black square. Who the fuck is using that? There's an emoji for every single emotion and then another set of every single emotion but expressed as a cat. I don't know what you guys were talking about, like killing cats, but I think we should kill the cat emojis at least. <laughs> There's an emoji for a pregnant woman, a pregnant man, and a pregnant non-binary person. But I think if Apple really wants to be progressive, they shouldn't only have emojis for pregnancy, but also for abortion. Yeah, like a something cute like a baby skull or something. I don't know. <laughs> Pam likes that one for some reason. <laughs> oh my god, uh, guys! I'm all for enabling women to penetrate male-dominated career fields. <laughs> what did you think I was gonna say? What the fuck? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You look, you look great. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we should have more female engineers, but some jobs. Oh. Like, let's say I took a fat shit, right, and I clogged my toilet. I don't know if I want the plumber to be a female. I don't know if that's fucked up to say. I just think like a plumber should not only be able to unclog a toilet, but they should look like somebody who could clog a toilet. You know? And I lived with a girl for four years and I've never seen her poop. I think that's why plumbers, when they come to fix your shit, you always see their ass crack. This is their way of saying, like, hey, don't be embarrassed. I I've done this myself. <laughs> okay, then if that joke works, the beginning, I gotta figure out that setup. Um, you were talking about, like, dating apps. So I, I, this, this is actually a true story, unfortunately, but I got matched with this girl on Tinder, right? And her profile bio said, I don't date men with kids, right? And I started talking to her, asked her what she does for work, and she said she works for the Child Protective Services. And she explains to me they're the people that take kids away from abusive homes, right? And then she asked me, like, have you ever heard of them? I was like, yeah, of course, you know, because I actually wouldn't be able to date you if they didn't take my kids away. Yeah. Okay, bye. Not actually Russian, just raised in Russia, but you got him, you saw him, you clocked him, and he wasn't even wearing his Adidas tracksuit. All right, you're next. Also, one of his jokes, I'm just stealing his material. Your next comedian. Uh, what a joy and a wonderment. Clap your hands together for Mark Neuer. Yeah. You don't have to do all that. No, I was, I'm, I'm going to eat those. I'm going to eat all of those. I'm going to eat all of those. Um, I want to say I wish they were on the ground longer. 
um, because that's more flavor. Uh, I have um, realized that I am a fat fuck. So I am taking the initiative of working out. Wow. <laughs> Woo! I, got, I went and did a pull-up and I shit my pants, which is great because that means something's happening. Right? Progress. Come, hurry up. All right, thank you. <laughs> and I, 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 you know, maybe I should start with the running, but fuck that. Fuck the running. Just, I want to do the pull-up because I have this uh, internal fear that if I was to be on the side of a building holding on for dear life, I'd have one second of holding uh, before my arms just completely shatter and break. And then I fall for about 15 seconds, go, ah! and then I'm dead. Right? But if I do some pull-ups, I can hold there for like five seconds and maybe... <laughs> And then maybe Margo can, like, come over and pull me up, but Margo can't pull Mar No, you can't. No, fuck no, you won't. We'll both die. You're like, Margo, grab me. Ah! And we're, then we're just screaming together, this beautiful death. A beautiful little death dance that we'll have together. Hey, good job on fucking everything up on the table, huh? Um, I, uh, uh, did you guys watch the, um, what is that? The fucking, the Elvis movie? Did you watch the Elvis movie? No, you didn't. Did you watch the Elvis? Fuck all of you. I didn't even watch it either. It's fine. The Elvis movie. It's a good movie, but at the end, they don't show him dying, which is like the most interesting thing about Elvis, in my opinion. It, he died on the toilet, which is Woo! the best place to die, right? <laughs> That is the best place, because you're going to shit regardless. Uh, you're just going to purge your whole system regardless, and what a better place than the toilet. It's where I want to die. Because let me tell you something, and I'm going to die, right? <laughs> I'm going to die. And the last place I want to die is not on a toilet. Because if I die with pants on, I'm going to shit my pants. And then... The EMT or whatever, whoever it is, is going to come in and they're going to go to pick me up and they're going to get that smell and they're going to say, fuck that. And they're going to leave. And I'm going to stay there until I turn into whatever surface I'm laying on. You're going to be renting an apartment over there in the Mission District. And you're like, that's a crazy water stain. They're going to say, no, that's not a, that's a Mark Neuer. <laughs> Thank you. Of Mark Neuer decomposing into the carpet. That was amazing. Your next comedian, new to the room, super excited uh, for them to perform. I already learned that they were in the fucking military, which is amazing. Um, thank you for your service. Clap your hands together for Royal the Artist. Yeah. How y'all doing? Yeah, man, it's good to be here. My name is Royal, the artist, all the way from Lafayette, Louisiana. Wow! Yeah, home to gumbo and the Cupid Shuffle. My folks, y'all know how to do Cupid Shuffle. Yeah, man, so 
Yeah, I started off in poetry. Um, yeah, yeah. Started off in poetry and uh kind of made my transition into comedy. Uh yeah, it's it's been a ride, man. It's been a ride. Um I got a issue um with like all this word policing that's going on right now. Cause you know I'm a Gen Xer and I'm from that generation, you know, we say we say all the colorful words. You know what I'm saying? And it's Friday. Like, I like saying a lot of colorful words, you know? Like midget. <laughs> and retarded. Cracker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Feels good. But uh, I get into, a, into it a lot with people because I like to say the word dyke. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I've been, yeah, right on, right? Because there's history behind that word not a lot of people know that I want to say it was, it was San Francisco, that there was a group of uh, lesbians that would ride around in a van. You know, and they, for weeks, they, they were musicians. They'd go on the road, and they wouldn't shave their legs. They wouldn't shave their underarms, you know what I'm saying? And they would call themselves the Van Dykes, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that, knowing, that, knowing that history of that word, like, you know, it, I identify with that word. You know what I'm saying? That's my word. And the first person to call, you know, to call me that was my father. I didn't even know what the word dyke meant was. I was maybe about 17. And I guess I did something to aggravate him and irritate him. And he was like, you, you walk around here thinking like you some kind of queen dyke. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> queen dyke. <laughs> that shit made me feel like the Lion King, you know what I'm saying? Say Mufasa, say it again, ooh. That shit made my pussy head grow longer. Call me a motherfucking dyke. I love it. Yeah, man, it's rough, though, but it's hard, be it's hard les being a lesbian nowadays, man. For one, lesbian porn fucking sucks. That shit is horrible. Guys are like, yeah, nah, it's good for me. But I'm a lesbian, man. That's not how we fuck. We don't do that shit. That's the worst, man. I hate, I hate watching the lesbian porn. And then the, the, le the titles of some of this stuff is so fucking weird, right? Y'all ever look at some of the titles? I don't know, guys, y'all actually read the titles or y'all just go straight to it? Mm. <laughs> um, like stepmom gives stepdaughter her first, you know? <laughs> like, ain't that some crazy shit? Like, how do you get turned on by incest slash pedophilia? Like, you got to be a weirdo. That's some rough stuff, though. But I'm, I don't I even ask you how much time I got, because I got a minute left. I got high as fuck before I got here. Like, that's what's up. Callie, y'all got some good weed, man. I've been smoking weed the whole time I've been here, visiting. Yeah, it helps me stop from being a serial killer. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I see some shit in the military. It's crazy. But yeah, it's weird because, you know, I looked up, I Googled the other day, like, how many black serial killers were there in history? And only 90 came up. Only 90. None of them was a cute black dyke. <laughs> and I was like, man, I probably could get way more famous quicker being a serial killer than a comedian. Because I don't know, ladies, you know, there's a lot of these straight, you know, male comics, they sucking dick for stage time and shit. Like, I guess that's why I'm not, I'm not famous. I don't suck dick. <laughs> and I tried it once recently. Yeah, I kissed the tip. I ain't like it. Like, <laughs> feels like baby skin. 
Yeah, that's my time, y'all. Y'all can find me on Instagram, Royal Not Funny. It was a pleasure. Royal the artist, everyone. Hooray. Yay. Thank you so much for being here all the way from what, Lafayette, Louisiana. Damn. Amazing. Thank you for being here. You're super funny and amazing and wonderful. And your next comedian is so also funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together for Capani. Hi. First of all, I would like to say that I am also very good looking and a joy and a wonder in addition Yay! to being funny. Thank you, thank you. No one ever says that, not even my parents. So anyway, um, I, I always like to ask a good question when I first meet somebody. So recently, I started asking people if they're communists when I first meet them. And so I was talking to this guy, and I asked him, are you a communist? And he was like, no, but I'm like really into group sex. Um, I, I, went through, I went through this breakup in the fall, and it was, it was pretty bad. Um, but like in December, I feel like I really started putting myself out there. So I went to a sketch comedy show in downtown San Francisco at um, Piano Fight. And it was interesting because this 40-year-old man came up to me and he was like really nice to me, um, which I realized is like, you know, that's, I think, I, think he, I, think he, I think he was flirting, he was flirting with me. And I was like, this is cool. Um, I, could, I, could, I could not engage. Or I could kind of just like stand back and see what happens. And so he was like, oh, do you want a drink? And I was like, yeah. Okay, and so we walk to the bar, I order a hard kombucha, and then he stands there and he watches me pay for my own drink. So somewhere in between like us standing here and him saying, wow, your sketch that you wrote was really funny, and, and then me like going and paying for my own drink, he just like was like, okay, I guess today's not the day I engage in like soft core pedophilia. Um, I guess today's <laughs> not the day I come on to a 22-year-old woman. I, um, um, have you guys done your taxes? No. See, that's my issue because no one these like no one nowadays is like freaking motivated anymore. Like I said freaking. Um like like no one no one wants to do things. Nobody wants to like clean the dishes. Thank you for that head nod. That's really great. Um no one wants to clean the dishes in our house. No one wants to like take out the trash and no one's willing to commit vehicular homicide anymore. Like I honestly think like if you're going to hit somebody with your car fucking mean it, right? Like, it's all vehicular manslaughter, this and that, and it's all oopsies. Did I just hit somebody with my car? Like, oh my God, just do it. Um, do you guys know what, do you, do you know what land acknowledgements are? Yes. Yeah, um, I've, I've always thought that it's kind of like a crazy way for like universities to get off the hook because they'll be like, we acknowledge that we live and operate on stolen land, and then they'll go, and we'll carry on. Like, honestly, that's the equivalent of me stalking and finding Nancy Pelosi, running her over with my car, showing up to the funeral and saying, oopsies, I acknowledge that I murdered Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> and then leaving the funeral and never doing anything about it ever again. Um, uh, I don't have a transition here, I'm just, I'm just talking. Um, I think one of the stupidest things you can major in is film. Especially if you're like not even like making film, you're just like watching Casablanca for every single class. Because honestly, like best case scenario as a film student, you're gonna learn how to use the word derivative correctly. <laughs> um, and, and like best case scenario, you're talking to somebody from one of your classes and you use the word derivative and they go, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'll do one last thing. Uh, 
So during the pandemic, I started to lose my mind a little bit. Um, and so what I did is I like invented people in my head to have conversations with. And one of them was this woman named Eve. Um, she was my therapist. She was from Vermont. And one day we both sat down and she asked me, Pawnee, what brings you in today? Why, thank you, Eve. That's a really excellent question. I keep on having conversations with people in my head. I thought we could unpack that. Thank you. That's all I have. Yay! Kapani! Unpacking her mental illness on stage. That was really funny. Yay, Kapani! Yay! New material from Kapani! Yay! All right, I'm really excited for your next comedian. I sort of like gave him a nickname in my mind, but it's not fair. Um, his name is Raphael Wolfganger. I want to call him Wolfie. So everybody put your hands. Can I call you that? Sure, can I say, yeah. put your hands together for Wolfie. Yay! Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. How are we doing tonight, everybody? Hell yeah, good shit. Yeah, communist, communist love group sex, you know. Everyone gets to share their STDs. It's great, yeah. And I do acknowledge that I did give everyone chlamydia, and I'm not doing anything about it. All right. <laughs> I wrote that joke 30 seconds ago. <laughs> so um, I was in a really tough situation a little while ago. I was uh, pooping in a public toilet at an open mic. It was five minutes ago. <laughs> I hate pooping in public, dude. I fucking hate it. I hate pooping in public. As much as I hate pooping in public, it's better than pooping in a public toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst, dude. And uh, this, was, this was a fucked up experience, right? Like, I know, I know this has happened to you guys. You ever like pooping in a public toilet and you're just, you know, you feel all cold and vulnerable and it's awful. And then you go to flush and the water just dribbles out like an old Roman fountain. And it's just, just enough momentum to just spin the turd in circles horizontally. It doesn't even like angle down at all. It's just spinning. Oh, it's the fucking worst. Uh, I that was happening to me and I was like, oh my God, it's not gonna flush. And in my head, I'm like, I can't fucking leave until I flush this turd, but it wasn't going down. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to just die in here forever. Like Sisyphus pushing a boulder up the fucking hill. You know what I mean? Just watching. Just for the rest of my life, watching a turd spin in circles, uh, and then someone knocked on the door, and I was like, oh, fuck. And um, it turns out it's extremely hard to drown yourself, especially when there's a turd in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I was watching The Dark Knight the other day, <laughs> and... Uh, the Dark Knight, like ten years ago, the Dark Knight hit a little different. Nowadays, Batman, I don't, uh, I don't fuck with Batman anymore. Like he seriously is. Uh, my perception of him has changed over time. He's a shitty superhero. Everyone knows he's a shitty superhero because he doesn't have powers. But also, he's a shitty superhero because he doesn't actually fucking help, right? He doesn't help at all. He just show. He doesn't make an arrest, right? He just shows up and commits a way worse crime <laughs> than the fucking people that were there. Right, like an eighth grader will be bullying a sixth grader. He's like, give me your lunch money, and Batman will come break his fucking legs. And like, he always says some stupid shit like, someone needs to stand up to cry. <laughs> like, Jesus, Batman, he can't fucking walk anymore. My God, could have like, called his mom or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just have to break his legs. Shit. <laughs> and, uh, like, I'm glad Batman is not like in San Francisco. You know, Can you imagine how much fucking chaos that would be? Because we got a lot of fucking... Petty crap. Like imagine, imagine like you're a homeless person. You know, you're all scurrying around, right? 
you're talking to yourself, but you you know you hold up a box of cigarettes to your ear so you look less less crazy while you're talking <laughs> to yourself, and then, and then you go, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a poop on the sidewalk. Yeah, and then you go take a poop on the sidewalk, and you just you're just just taking a poop, and then you hear something, and then a bat turd just hits you in the face. You're like, oh, fucking, okay, that didn't hit at all. Fuck. <laughs> And he just goes, uh, wait, fuck, what, did he, what does he say? <laughs> what does Batman say when he shits on you? If you want to clean the streets, sometimes you got to make a mess. <laughs> and he scurs, scurries off into the night. Doesn't even clean up his poo, you know what I mean? That's my time, guys. My name is Raphael Wolfgang. Thank you. Woo. Yay! All new material for Wolfie. Yay! That was great. Yay! He didn't talk about grabbing balls one. You'd think that you'd think that Batman would grab the balls since he has no superheroes. You'd think he'd grab the nuts, but no, he usually goes for some weird technological something. Your next comedian, what a joy and a wonder to see us clap your hands together for Johnny Nutsing. Um apparently skin is an organ. You guys hear you guys know about this? An organ, it's the biggest organ. I'm not buying it, you know. I don't buy it for a single second. It's like the only organ that you can see, right? I don't know. Like imagine if like a heart, a kidney, and a gallbladder were like having a few beers one night talking, and some skin walked in. He's like, "What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Um, I would like to partake in this conversation, considering that I am also an organ." They'd be like, "Get the hell out of here, saggy insiders only," you know. You'd be like, no, no, I'm cool, I'm cool. They're like, yeah? Why are you sweating so much, bro? He's like, no, seriously, I just want to know what the fuck a gallbladder is doing talking to the heart and the kidney. <laughs> Seems like a fucking C-tier organ compared to the, the big shots. <laughs> I think skin's just been on my mind recently. Uh, well, really on top of my mind. And in the front and on the side, sort of a 360-degree skin wrap. <laughs> I got going on here. Um, is a skin, like, is a piece of skin, like, a skin or some skin? You know what I mean? I think that's like a Google interview question or something. <laughs> but if you were, like, asked that to someone on the street, they would probably walk away. I don't know. I get distracted all the time, you know? Like, uh, I think uh, I have, like, brain damage, you know? I'm, like, <laughs> distracted constantly. Like, I'll, like, be trying to do work, then all of a sudden I'm reading every comment ever made by username Chimichanga42069. You know, I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking about. I don't know. But then all of a sudden I'm, like, on the Wikipedia for skin, you know? Just reading about skin. You guys know this? Wikipedia has an entire page. I guess, I mean, of course you do. Wikipedia has a thing for everything. I don't know. But the first sentence for uh, skin of Wikipedia is, skin is a really weird word. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's the case for like any word though. Like if you say anything enough, it sounds weird. Skin, skin, skin. Imagine someone walked past and just saw a bald guy <laughs> just chanting skin, skin, skin. <laughs> what the hell is going on in there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, the definition of skin is um, it's like the outermost layer of a vertebrate, whatever that is, you know, with three main functions, regulation, protection, and sensitivity. I don't know how much protection skin is giving us these days, you know? So I feel like last time I checked, it could be cut by paper. Uh. You know what I mean? I don't know. Pretty fucking stupid. My goal is to only talk about skin, though. And <laughs> I am uh, <laughs> going to sort of 
lay into this, uh, if possible. <laughs> no, I don't know. You ever think about like how the noun skin is way different than the verb, you know? It's like the most malicious conjugation out there. You know what I mean? It's just this like supple, moisturized thing, and then to skin is like the most violent, heinous thing someone can do. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. People always ask me if I have an accent. Um, I'm like, no, I think I'm just dumb. <laughs> this is what I talk like. I don't know. I did do a 23andMe, though, and it turns out that you're not supposed to come into the vial. They want your spit. So when in doubt, bodily fluid means saliva, not semen. All right, thanks for coming to my skin talk. Uh, <laughs> later. skin and the skin head and what great you're doing with your jokes and that was lovely um but and skin is an organ and it is 70 percent of our body and um anyway that was fun your next comedian uh he uh, oh i know what it's i knew what i was gonna say to you johnny when you skin someone which is gross they don't call it skinning they call it flaying yeah, go look up some old witchcraft shit. They used to fillet bitches. What? They just strip the skin off them and be like, you're a witch. And they're like, no. And then if you take off enough skin, anyone's a witch. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Sean Derham. Yeah. Hello, hello. I still have my foreskin. <laughs> it's in my pocket. I keep it in a little plastic baggie for good luck. My little my little foreskin clover. It it is odd growing up with foreskin because um you run into issues that no one talks about. Like, I couldn't open my foreskin until I was 15. And it's weird that I'd never heard about this because, like, this has been happening forever. Like, where's our protests? They refuse to talk about us in the circumcised media. Fucking Jews. I'm just kidding. That was rude. That was rude. I'm sorry. I'm uncircumcised, and that was unnecessary. <laughs> but um, where did I, what else did I want to say? Oh yeah, I uh, I did eventually get it opened. Um, it was actually at a physical. I don't know if you guys know what happens at like a male physical, but um. There's like a big moment during it where the doctor goes and puts a finger under each testicle. Like your testicle is not their own. But uh but no. And then they uh then they have you uh cough. Cuz I think they're checking like if your balls have um colds or something. I don't know. But while she was doing this, like, the first thing that was odd was she started um, telling me that I should meet her daughter. 
And I don't know about you guys, but I don't usually start relationships by first showing their mother my fucking balls. Save that for her father. He's all right with me. <laughs> but then, um, like, after we're having this conversation, right, she goes and reaches over to my dick, and she's like, hey, do you ever pull your foreskin back and just, like, immediately ripped it back? And that felt like a question she should have waited for me to answer before she acted on. But the, the, uh, the like, interesting thing is it didn't hurt at all when she did it. Because I was just standing there like, holy shit, you cured me. It's a miracle. You know what? I will have sex with your daughter. Okay. I don't really know how to end this joke, so I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much. All right, your next comedian. Also way too good looking to be a comedian. Clap your hands together for Jack. I can't pronounce your last name. Jack, yay! This music is so fun. Feels like I'm at like the beach or something. What's up, you guys? Are you, you comics? Are you just here to enjoy the show? You might be up. <laughs> Dude, I do it. it. It might be the worst experience you've ever had, but you'll... <laughs> You'll, you won't thank yourself after either. Um, you know, you meet someone and they're great, except for they have like one irredeemable quality, like they got fucked up teeth or are Australian. Um, yeah, because like Australians, <laughs> I love this joke. Australians are like if a British person uh, learned English at a Mississippi public school. Lock, lock. Lock. I don't have a punchline for the rest of that. Um, we're starting to use more inclusive language, like folks, uh, you know, to to satisfy like non-binary people to make make them feel welcome, which is great. Uh, but some like straight people have started spelling folks F O L X uh, as if the K S was making it not inclusive. Um, yeah, it's like they saw the cereal tricks and were like, oh yeah, that's a colorful and fruity cereal. This is what the gays want. As if the gays want anything but to not be called the gays. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, it's like creating solutions for problems that don't exist. Like, I saw on Instagram the other day, this person was like, we need to amplify the voices of black ventriloquists. As if black people would ever be lame enough to be a ventriloquist. <laughs> Their whole argument was like, all the puppets are only white. I think that's okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know what else I want. Oh, yeah. I got dumped last year, uh, and I'm white, so my ex-girlfriend was part Asian. All right. Uh, yeah, and, and she was part Asian and British, so she was an and her teeth. You know, everything and her teeth was just a little bit yellow. <laughs> I've never wanted to say that, but everyone keeps telling me to go all in on it, but okay. Um, yeah, no, and it was tough dating a British person because they're really bad at communication. Like, her love language was physical touch, but my love language was not getting cheated on. Yeah, and 
I, I told my friend what happened, uh, that she cheated on me with her ex actually. And my friend was like, Oh, it could be worse. Uh, my last relationship ended in a miscarriage. And I was like, I never thought of that. Cause that's the least helpful comment you could have made. All right. Um, yeah. And, and like, what was I going to say? I just wrote this joke. Um, give me a second. Uh, I don't remember. Um, anyway. Uh, oh yeah. I was like, I was like, um, if I've been a bail on that. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, I like listening to uh, Drake music and there's this song where he goes, I just want to fuck every girl in the world. And he easily could have said every woman. All right. Uh, and, and also, like, every woman in the world, like, that's a little bit crazy to me. Like, Roseanne Barr exists. Okay. If you don't know about Roseanne Barr, she's this Jewish woman who dressed up as Hitler. It's like a chicken dressing up as the KFC colonel. How are you going to dress up as someone that wants to put you in an oven? It's all right. I can make that joke, though, um, because I eat at KFC. All right, thank you guys. Yay, Yay. I love your obliquely racist jokes. That was beautiful. It was just obliquely, just like just hit it to the side. Boop. That was lovely. Your next comedian, oh, what a joy and a wonderment he is. Runs a great show on Wednesdays at the Hungry Eye. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Paul, the grill master, Roberto. That was really nice, Pam. Thank you. <clears throat> Good evening. Not you. You. Hello. What's your hat say? You're an Air Force veteran? Did you, uh, what did you do in the Air Force? Naturally. I read that on your face. I didn't have to ask. I just got to ask um, the room. Anybody else here suffer from having a penis that's so big that it just gets in the way all the time? Yeah, and I read that on your face. Yeah, I tried to get a surgery to uh, make it smaller, like all of your penises. But it was unsuccessful, and I'm just stuck with this huge penis. Yeah, there's no punchline. I'm just sad about my life. Well, this is a meeting for that, right? <laughs> oh, okay, good. Good. Getting uncomfortable for a minute. Okay. Enough of my feminism jokes. <laughs> I'm adopted. I'm Jewish. Yeah. Thank you. Do you think Holocaust survivors get PTSD when you ask them to 
go camping. <laughs> Pam snorted. Just want to say that for the live stream and out there. Uh, when I grew up, I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of Jewish kids, we meet our first love, our first boyfriend or girlfriend at camp. Yeah. Actually, it's a relatively new tradition because uh, my great-grandparents didn't meet like that. I decided to read them as written today. I have this paper back out here. I'm waiting for that honking thing. I gotta watch out. They say a dog is a man's best friend. I think that's about right. But who's a woman's best friend? Philosophical. Margo, you don't even know. Turns out it's also a dog. If you're willing to put peanut butter on your clitoris. Great joke. I don't know. You don't like bestiality, Pam? All right, that's my time. Thanks. Yay, Paul. Yay. No, I only have cats, not dogs. Your next comedian, what a joy and a wonderment. He is coming all the way, I think, from Sacramento or from some other far-flung place. Put your hands together for Chino Liao. Hey, Muni. Keep it going for Pam right there. I am not uh, from Sacramento. Can anybody guess where I'm from? Shout out any random place. Might be close. No, pretty close, but no, I'm actually from the Philippines, and uh, <laughs> off by a few thousand miles. Uh, and I've been vis visiting your beautiful city for quite some time now. Uh, but nobody really told me how many hills there are in the Bay Area. You know, just get that out of the way. Nobody like warned me about the hills, man. There are so, so many hills. Out here in the Bay Area, all my walks turn into hikes. I'm not prepared for that. You know, I, why I just walked to the corner. Why did I feel like I summited Everest? You know, that's it's insane. Okay. Uh, I've been out here for a few months now uh, doing a family thing. And uh, I've been converted. I am now a football fan. Any football fans in, in the room tonight? Football fans? Make some noise? No? Yeah, I, I love football, man. Football for me is the only sport where you can look like a Republican and a gamer at the same time. <laughs> That's uh, so crazy. They, like a bearded white man uh, that looks like Ninja. Look at that. Sign me up. Ninja is a Twitch streamer. He wears tracksuits. That's for both sides of the generational gap. <laughs> no, but I love football. I love it so much. I signed up for my first fantasy football league. Yeah. I, of course, naturally, I lost. Sucked, because the only people I had on my team uh, were Sourdough Sam and the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. 
<laughs> hey, nobody said it couldn't be a sexual fantasy. You know? that's, that's why I lost. <laughs> Everything is so expensive out here. Can I just say, like, even the entire the Bay Area, everything's just so expensive. It's ridiculous. Like, I went to go for a, a haircut the other day in the barbershop. They wanted to charge me 80 bucks. That's crazy. Not going to pay 80 bucks for a haircut. Luckily, though, we have this neighbor back where I'm staying uh, up in Palo Alto who was kind enough to offer a haircut, you know, her haircutting services, right? And, of course, I signed up because she only charged me half. The only problem is she's a dog groomer. And, uh, didn't really know that she was a dog groomer to start. Uh, only had to suss that out because... Uh, she started calling me a good boy in the middle of the cut. And she made sure to get my balls, too. Incredibly hairy balls. Only, only barber shop with free treats, though, I'll tell you that. Never had a hot towel, maybe. Treats, never. I love your uh, tourist attractions out here in San Francisco, man. Like uh, The Tenderloin and... Uh, no, seriously, though, like the Tenderloin is my favorite place to be in because to me, that place is like that show, The Last of Us, right? Only instead of zombies, you guys have crackheads. And let me tell you, crackheads far scarier than zombies, right? Because I have never seen a zombie shit himself. <laughs> Plenty of crackheads. Anyway, that's my time. My name is Chino. Thank you. <laughs> That was lovely. That was beautiful. All right, we have a couple comedians left. Thank you all for staying strong. Don't get comedy pneumonia just yet. Your next comedian, he's new to the room. Put your hands together for new guy Sam. Yay! Woo! Want some love for a little bit? I feel like we're gonna switch it up a little bit. <clears throat> Fuck just happened to my voice. That was weird. Also, can I just say, so my dad is a commercial real estate developer, and this is the most hilariously not up to code room I've ever been in in my life. I, I, am, I am a huge fan of the exposed wiring and the toilet just directly here. <laughs> Little sad that it didn't just, I want somebody to blow the doors off that fucking thing during one of these open mics. I want somebody just going. <laughs> All right, I gotta air one grievance. I don't think we gave enough love to our veteran that's in the audience right here. So big up, big up to the Air Force, big up to our veterans. Um, I do have to say, though, I come from a Navy family, and being a gay veteran, you're kind of stealing our valor. A little bit. Go Navy. Um, had a real San Francisco experience this week. I saw a guy on a one-wheel just get killed by a truck. Like, literally, it was wild. The guy got just annihilated, and which wasn't funny. That's not funny. But the thought of all his friends carrying his casket all on their one-wheels really, really slow, that was very funny to me. I was like, the thought of the one-wheel funeral with hopefully just some fucking guy from Burning Man, like with a bagpipe in the back <laughs> while they all go really slow and try not to fall over while being respectful of their friend that just got demoed by a UPS truck. That ruled. Um, so I'm going through a bit of a hoarder life crisis right now. I'm almost 40, so but you can't make something that rhymes with life. So I'm using that one. And I found... They are false. They are tricksy people. And it's not because they put up old pictures of themselves. Or like, you know, we all used to look 
water. But you get the line from the girl that's like, I'm looking for my partner in crime. And what's the, no, it's, uh, what is it? It's, I'm looking for my partner in crime and, oh, a good flirt to ra roast ratio. Bitch, no, you are not looking for either of those things. Because if I roasted any girl that I'm friends with half as badly as I do my guy friends, they would kill themselves immediately, first of all. And second of all, I was like, oh, you're looking for a partner in crime. All right, armed robbery. Let's put down the mask. Let's go in there. Let's get the, let's knock over this place. Times are hard. I got laid off a couple weeks ago. Let's go rob these motherfuckers. He's like, ew, no. I was like, I'm looking for the Bonnie to my Clyde, bitch. Let's go. What did you think you meant by being our partner in crime? So my sister's a psycho and sends me every Atlantic article that comes out. She called me the other, like, three weeks ago. She's terrified. She's like, aren't you worried that Donald Trump is going to be president? And I was like, no, he's not going to get reelected. And then I sat up last night because I was <gasps> I figured out how he's going to do it. And I almost don't want to voice this joke because I'm worried that somehow on this live stream it's going to get leaked to his campaign manager. But I have figured out the one way that he's getting back in office. It's going to take a little bit out of him because if he transitioned to be trans, he'd win immediately. Can you imagine how funny that would be if Donald Trump transitioned to be female? And that's the only thing he did. He became, he would be so lazy about it too. He'd become Donalda Trump. He'd go on like, can you imagine Rachel Maddow be like, we'd like to welcome the first female president of the United States. Donalda Trump be like, all right, Rachel, don't dad name me. It's very bad of you, it's very bad. I'm the first female president, I'm the best female president. Just watching both sides freak the fuck out and not know what to do, because the left would be like, you gotta vote for me, and if you don't, you're transphobic, it'd be very bad. <laughs> gotta vote for women in presidency, we, we, we gotta change this, and the Proud Boys would be like, I was fucking having fun last January, and here we go with this guy. It would just, the concept of that is just great to me. I would love to watch both sides, it would, it would be the thing. It's the ultimate Uno reverse. I think it's the one thing that could unite our country in these trying times. Anyway, I'm Sam, guys. This was lovely. Thank you so much. Ooh, yay! New guy, Sam. Yay, with the Goonies shirt. We love you. Yay, come back again and again. Hooray! Two comedians left. Don't get comedy pneumonia now. Clap your hands together for Deepanchu Jaw. Yay! Thanks for putting me on, Pam. Everyone's respecting the veteran here, but I get scared because you blow up people who look like me. Just kidding. That's a different <laughs> comics joke. I heard it on Instagram. That's not even <laughs> original. Yeah. I like Jesus Christ here in this godforsaken place. Yeah, and that's him after our open mic. <laughs> yeah, when I moved from India to San Francisco, I was surprised to see that this is the Disneyland for gays. Yeah, on my way, uh, first day of my school, I was on my way and I saw two lesbians uh, driving in a Subaru, parking their car coming out and kissing each other. 
and I was so surprised coming from India that women are allowed to drive. <laughs> okay. I thought I'll open with a good joke. Now it's all shit from here. <laughs> all new jokes. Uh, any Game of Thrones fan here? Game of Thrones? You, you like that show? Vikings? Uh, I've not seen that, so I cannot make any jokes on that. <laughs> it's out of syllabus for me. But yeah, Game of Thrones, it's a fantasy show where people ride dragons. And they say that the dragon and the person who rides the dragon, they are like connected on on a different level. So I was just thinking when Jon Snow is about to orgasm, is the dragon also about to orgasm? Just a thought I had. <laughs> I'm giving you a peek into my mind and how it works. Yeah. I'm tall, if you cannot see. I'm tall and it sucks being tall because when you meet a new person, you see their faces. And when I see someone new, I just see their bald spots. Like every new person I meet, it's a new inkblot personality test for me. I love you, Margo, you laugh at all of my jokes. <laughs> yeah. And every time I fail the test, I don't know how. Okay. Which one should I do? Should I creep everyone out or? Okay, let's go with a sex joke. Last night I was going down on a girl and she really enjoyed it. She said it feels very different. I guess it's because of my accent. <laughs> Thanks guys, that's my time. Deep on Yes, he does have a beautiful accent. That's absolutely true. All right, everybody, your last comedian, clap your hands together for me. Yay! Yay! Hi, everybody. Hi, new friends. Hi, new friends. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Ah! By everything! Everything's a fucking problem! Like, can't we just have fun? I've been triggered lately by the cops in San Francisco. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're all fucking cute. Have you seen what the SFPD is doing with their new hires? All cute guys and girls, all of them, great butts. A little short, but cute in the face. I'm digging it, all right? So I I sauntered up to like a little gaggle of them in Civic Center, and I was like, I hope the SFPD makes a calendar, and they put you in it. And I winked. The cops smiled. Right? How many lives did I save? <laughs> Happy cops don't kill people. <laughs> Right? I, well, it's over. Black History Month's over. It's, it's, well, now it's Women's History Month, so. <laughs> it's Women's History Month. 
So I'm gonna use my white lady privilege for good. How can I use my white lady privilege to have people not die? Like, that's just what I'm hoping for in the future. Also, I know I'm a hero. Thank you. Also, looking for hot cops. <laughs> like, I don't know if the cops are actually cute or if I'm just super lonely or <laughs> maybe I have Stockholm Syndrome. I've fallen in love with my oppressor. <laughs> Get the handcuffs, baby. Oh, it's going to be fun. I like cops. I don't. I don't like cops. I've never been naked with a cop, but I'm hoping on it in the future. I do love EMTs and fire people. All hot, all gorgeous, across the board. Have you ever seen a not hot EMT? I know. I think I figured it out. Because when you're dying and you look up, you want to have a reason to live. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God, this 26-year-old fireman's so hot. I want him to give me mouth-to-mouth. Yay. I think they call it, um, what do they call it? Resuscitate. Yes, it's mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. It's not making out. It's, it's to save my life. I'm not so lonely that I'm faking my own death so that 26-year-old firemen come to my house and try to resuscitate me. That's not what I'm doing. I am lonely, though. I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. That's what's happening in my life right now. Yay! I'm so lonely! It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm like, I'm so lonely. I do. I love my cats, though. I'm never lonely because I have two cats, and they love me, and they're so fluffy. And I don't know if you've ever like masturbated with your next to next to your cat. Next to, not with, near. So like I'm masturbating and my cat like he also masturbates kind of next to me. And this is great. He's six, but sometimes he like gets up next to me. He's like, uh, and I'll flip him over, and a little bead of wetness will come out to the tip of his little baby kitty dick, and it'll land right on my bedspread. Do you know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. It doesn't smell like anything. He de- it's not actually cat cum. He's fixed, you weirdos. I'm just saying, do you know how soft a cat's paw is? Because sometimes he puts it on my lower back, you know, while I'm masturbating so I can feel loved, you know? <laughs> so soft. Sometimes he puts out his claws, just so I know who's boss. I'm sorry, I love my cat. I know my cat loves me because I was using a dildo on myself. And my cat didn't just sniff it. Nay, he licked it. Meaning that my cat fucking loves me. Or, or women really do taste like tuna. <laughs> I know. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. That's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. <laughs> I am I am 48. I am old. It's oh. I'm I'm 48 years old. Uh, and I feel hot for the first time in my life. Thank Woo. you. Yeah. That's because I'm going through menopause. <laughs> I'm, I'm on fucking fire. No one gave me the memo. No one gave me the fucking memo. I'm wet at night in all the wrong places. Uh, I'm so moist that I can slick my body like a wet seal and flick my cats instead of using a spray gun. That's when they're being bad. You guys are not bad cats. That's fine. <laughs> they're, 
I'm not a squirter because it's pee, everybody. I do that in the shower, yo weirdos. Everyone's like, you want to pee on me? I'm like, in the shower where it's supposed to happen. Not on my sheets, yo. Anyway, I don't do laundry. Sometimes I do laundry. <laughs> I do. Sometimes I do laundry in my own bathtub because I'm poor and old. <laughs> and so I just kind of, it's hard to dry it. But anyway, I put the, we're going we're gonna to, I'm going to let you guys leave this place. Uh, I will, I will close it down with one really important joke. I don't know what it is yet, but we'll figure it out. Uh, it's, okay. So I hadn't talked to my mom for years. Has, is anyone else disenfranchised from their family? Yeah. yeah, I know. 12 years I hadn't seen or talked to my mom. And she went out of her way to come here to Mutiny Radio. And I saw her for the first time in 12 years. And the first thing she said to me was, oh, my God, you're so skinny. <laughs> I was like, all of my past trauma, poof, is gone. I feel great. I did. I was like, ah, eating disorder for 14 years. What the fuck was I doing? My mom thinks I'm skinny and I'm, anyway. And then my dad was walking out the door and he said, hey, Pam, I'm really proud of what you've done here. And I'm like, God is going to strike me down. I'm about to die. I can't possibly live. This is it. This is all I've been waiting for for my whole life. So I've been taking some special safety precautions in my life to not die. I've been looking both ways before crossing the street, no earbuds, nothing, totally paying attention. Smoking way less pot in the morning before my showers, right? Avoid those nasty slip and falls. Not gonna let the cats eat my face, nay, right? I've eliminated choking hazards from my house. No more like stone fruits, no more peaches, no more plums, no more tiny pretzels, no more 26 year old men. Can you imagine I die suffocating on jizz? Like, <laughs> Jesus learned to swallow Benjamin. And, and at my funeral, Margo's there, and she's like, oh, at last, least Pam died doing what she loved. <laughs> but as an addendum to that joke, of course I swallow. Yeah, but I always leave a little bit just for witchcraft. Yay. Thank you all for being here tonight. I've been Pam Benjamin. Uh, come back every week, Mondays, Fridays, and there's all kinds of comedy shows tonight. And tomorrow at 2 o'clock, come out to Atlas Cafe, and we got sets, and you can come out, and it's really fun. Thank you all for being here. You're all amazing. Yay! Yay! We did it, friends. We did it. Yay! Yay! I on a raft without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. 
I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick Go Namaste Every Monday at 6pm It's Joke Workshop Streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm Lift the veil From your third eye On joke creation And what it takes to be a stand-up comic In the five Shakasanas Of San Francisco's comedy scene This all-ages open mic Invites comedy Pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Come watch your favorite John Hughes 80s films through a whole new lens. We'll have the subtitles on and the volume low while a panel of feminists critique these beloved movies that shaped a generation with sexist, classist, homophobic, racist plots and characters and settings along with a healthy dose of damage property. Hosted by staunch feminist Pam Benjamin at Mutiny Radio, join us 2.15 for 16 Candles with Warren Kraut and Emma Brennan. 3-1, The Breakfast Club with Spencer Devine and Dominic Delgadillo. 3-15, Pretty in Pink with Nina G and Allison Reynolds. And 3-28, Some Kind of Wonderful with Mel Michelle. Hey, it's really exciting. We're going to be here, 278-121st Street, screening John Hughes Films with you. 6 o'clock every other Wednesday, Mutiny Radio. Kids, it's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Then Moe? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that. 
laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not, true entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to who's that live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fri- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! Even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? 
comedy. Local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that, who's that? Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey into the absurd.